0: Welcome back to Travels with Alicia. In this episode, I will talk about Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It's on the East Coast. It's right between New York City and Washington, D.C. It's an easy trip from either of these cities. You could take an Amtrak train from New York City. It'll pass through Philadelphia and Baltimore before getting to Washington, D.C. And Now, with the posting of this, I have episodes covering each of these cities. Philadelphia is steeped in history. It has many nicknames, the Birthplace of America, the Cradle of Liberty, and the Quaker City. But the two most famous nicknames are Philly and the City of Brotherly Love. If we look all the way back to the 1600s, it was William Penn that founded Philadelphia. He actually gave the city its name. The word Philadelphia is derived from two ancient Greek words, philos and adelphios, which literally mean the city of brotherly love. So William was given this land from the King of England, and it's really kind of interesting because the king's family owed William Penn's family a lot of money. This worked out great for him because he was a Quaker and he wanted to have a place to practice his religion and welcome those who were fleeing religious persecution. Still standing today in Philadelphia is the Arch Street Friends Meeting House. It's one of the oldest and largest meeting houses in the whole world. And while it's often associated with William Penn, it was actually built about 100 years later. It's still in operation. You can visit it. So my mom is a Quaker, and I've actually been there before it feels like you've really stepped back in time. And most Quakers practice simplicity, Um, except maybe for my mom. We just didn't practice that part of the religion. But it is funny. It's not a fancy church, a temple, or a mosque. It's more like a colonial schoolhouse. So I'm trying to describe it to you. But it's definitely worth a visit if you're interested in the history of religions. And so while history is fascinating, let's move on to what else there is to do in Philadelphia today. So I want to start with art, because I happen to love murals and street art, and Philadelphia is the best city in the whole USA for street art. I don't think Philadelphia really promotes this enough. There are over 4,000 murals and street art in Philadelphia, You can find tours and and apps where you can plot your walks or drives to see many of these works. And there is a theme running through many of them. It's a theme of freedom or activism. So you will see that in a lot of the work. And I highly recommend to come to Philadelphia and see as many as you can of these murals and street art. Another place to visit in the art world is the Philadelphia Museum of Art. And even though it's one of the best art museums in the whole country, it is recognized by most tourists for its role in the 1980 Rockies movie. So Sylvester Stallone played a boxer named Rocky Balboa, and he ends his morning trainee runs through the streets of Philadelphia by running up the Philadelphia Museum steps. It's kind of symbolic of a city where the underdog can become a champion through his hard work and determination. So there's a rocky statue that can be found outside of the museum, and you'll see lots of tourists taking pictures next to it. But the museum itself is fantastic, and I highly recommend it. There's many other art museums, but I'm going to mention only one more, just because it's so unique. I'm going to mention the Barnes Foundation, and this is set on... Four and a half acres of landscape grounds, and it has an amazing collection of the masters. What I mean is, it has like 181 Renoirs, 59 Matisse, countless Picassos, and even groundbreaking African art. So my sister happens to have a a membership to this museum. So I've been several times, and it's unbelievable. What's really interesting, one is the how much of the masters are found in this one museum, but they also have some unique works by each of these masters. So you may say, I kind of can recognize what a Matisse looks like or a Picasso, but they will have works that you would not recognize. And it's really interesting. So One thing I can say is not everyone loves museums. So one of the things I like to do is play a game when I go to museums. And my sister and I did this the last time we were there. We basically, as we're going room to room, we pick one picture or artwork that we love from that room. What is our favorite piece from this room? And we take a picture of it. So we went through the whole museum and and did this. And at the end... We only had two actually works or paintings that we picked the same. Everything else was different. So this is just, it's fun, and it's a good way to get people engaged at a museum when it's not something that they normally like to do. It becomes a more fun activity. So I highly recommend it. And I also highly recommend visiting the Barnes Foundation. So let me now just talk about a lot of the important tourist attractions. The first one is is related to history. It's the Independence National Historic Park. So I don't know if you know this, but in 2015, Philadelphia was named the first UNESCO heritage city in the United States of America. So they have several things that you should see, but the two most important are Independence Hall, and this is where the Declaration of Independence And the United States Constitution were adopted by the Founding Fathers. You can even get your national park passport stamped here. So that's exciting. The other thing is the Liberty Bell. So the Liberty Bell is a symbol of freedom in our country. And it arrived in Philadelphia from London in 1752. And they signed off that everything was fine with it. But they didn't even test it. So when they actually put it on a stand and tested the sound, the bell cracked. And then it got melted down and two Philadelphia craftsmen, John Pass and John Snow, recreated the Liberty Bell. And they did things like add copper. They did all this all these things to make it um stronger, but it was totally insufficient. So it cracked again, and it was just left this way. And so that's why there's a crack in the Liberty Bell, and you can see it right there in this Independence National Historic Park. So another place to visit in Philadelphia is the Franklin Institute. This is a famous science museum that's been there for decades. I remember visiting many times when I was young, and they have a giant beating heart that you can actually climb through and this is still one of the top attractions in this museum even though it's been there for decades the other things I'll mention are both the Philadelphia Zoo and the Camden Aquarium so when you talk about great cities there's usually a zoo and an aquarium so Philadelphia Zoo was actually America's first zoo and it's very large it's definitely worth visiting and Right across the bridge from Philadelphia is the Camden Aquarium. And this is, so it kind of counts as being part of Philadelphia because it's so easy to visit. And that's why there's not another aquarium in, in Philadelphia. So I would recommend both of those. But the next thing on my list is something very unusual. And it's, it really is a must do. It's the Eastern State Penitentiary. It's a prison, about five blocks from the Philadelphia Art Museum, and this was once the most famous and expensive prison in the whole world. It opened in the 1800s, and it operated for about 140 years. It closed in 1971, and this prison housed the most famous convict, Al Capone. This was where he was first sentenced on his first prison sentence. They were ready to set him as an example of how they were going to give harsh treatment to these prisoners. But then it didn't really happen because the prison guards were actually really, really nice to him. I'm sure they were kind of probably fearing for their life. But anyway, it didn't work out exactly as they had planned. But this prison has such unique and grand architecture. And the cells, each prison cell, has a very small skylight. And this represents the eye of God. And it was thought that God was actually watching these prisoners repent for their sins. So it has such interesting history, but that's not the main reason to visit this place. So you can visit for about $17 a person, and they'll give you an audio set or I think at least once or twice a day, they actually have a guide that will tell you the stories of this prison. But what most people come to this prison for is some of the events. So in the summer, they have Sunday events where you can visit and you can go on a guided tour, but they also have a beer garden in the grounds. Another thing, and this is the real reason, people, it's really well known, this is the scariest Halloween event. In the entire United States. I have never been to it, nor will I ever go, but it goes on for eight to ten weeks, and the pricing of this depends on how close you are to Halloween. So you're basically going through this old abandoned prison, and I know that they even had to change the rules because they used to grab people and drag them into rooms and stuff, and so I think that you have a choice to be, you can be touched or not touched or whatever. But this, if you love Halloween or you love scary things, you have to visit the Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia and try to visit over the several weeks around Halloween and you'll never forget it. And you might even have nightmares forever. So let me move on. What else is there in Philadelphia other than scary things? One is the famous Rittenhouse Square, And this is in the heart of Center City. Rittenhouse Square is known for its green spaces, upscale shopping, a lot of alfresco dining, and some of the best hotels. This is where I would recommend you stay if you come to Philadelphia. So they have a lot of boutique hotels, such as the Franklin on Rittenhouse. They also have the Logan, which is part of the Curio collection from Hilton. They have a Kimpton Monaco, So they have a lot of upscale hotels, but also my favorite Philadelphia restaurant is right in Rittenhouse Square. And it's named Park P-A-R-C. It's part of the Stephen Starr Restaurant Group. It's a French bistro. It's very large, but it's hard to get a seat. I was there that, like, less than two weeks ago on a Friday at 1130 And we couldn't get a table. I was there with, there was four of us. We did get the last seats at the bar, and they were so packed. They said it would be several hours if we wanted a table. But you've got to try the bread basket. They have some kind of fruit and nut bread, and I normally don't like things like this, but their bread is so good that I could just eat that in butter and be happy. If you can't get a table, one suggestion I've heard from people is that they grab a baguette at park And they walk over to De Bruno's. And that's where they sell the best deli meat and cheeses in Philadelphia. And they actually create a picnic and go to Rittenhouse Square. So um, again, Rittenhouse Square is a great place. And that's where I would stay if I was going to be staying overnight in Philadelphia. Next, let's talk about South Philly. I mean, this is where, you know, there's some famous things about Philadelphia. And one is cheesesteaks. This is where you can visit Pat's and Gino's. So this is very old school. These places have been there for decades, and they have a big rivalry where they are a competition where, you know, who likes Pat's and who likes Gino's? They're very different. Pat's has a chopped cheesesteak. Gino's is more like it's a one-piece cheesesteak. So most people like Pat's, but That's my opinion. I like Pat's better, but it's fun to go there and get one from each place or basically across the street from each other and and do the challenge. Um, Honestly, I think today, this is decades ago, so today there's probably a lot better cheesesteak places. You can always look up any top 10 cheesesteak place and find one that's close to wherever you are in Philadelphia. But if you want to do the old school challenge, go to Pat's and Gino's and try both. Another thing in South Philly that I want to mention is the Magic Garden, and this is on Iconic South Street, and it's an indoor-outdoor space with mosaics and crazy collage art. It opened in 2008, and it's basically three city lots. I've heard amazing things. I haven't been able to get there, but it's definitely something I'm going to do as soon as the weather warms up. So let me mention another place that I actually totally love in Philadelphia. It's Chinatown. Philadelphia has a great Chinatown. They have endless restaurants and bars. And my nephew had a condo there in Chinatown for two to three years. He took my sister and I on a food tour, and it was so amazing. We went to small bars, tried craft cocktails and small dishes, the Philadelphia Chinatown is definitely worth exploring. One place that I'm really wanting to go to and I'm going to get there soon is the Hop Sing Laundromat. It's owned by a North Korean expat and over 1700 people have actually been banned from the speakeasy. The owner is there every day. He's the only person with the key and um He kind of rules the place. He hates loud people and drunks. He enforces a very strict dress code, and there's no phones. But this is like kind of the spirit of what a real speakeasy is. So I highly recommend, if you can get there, try it out. It's open, I think, Thursday to Saturday, like at 5 o'clock. They don't have food, but there's so many restaurants close by that it's a fun place just to go and have some drinks. So, what else is close? Right near Chinatown is the Reading Terminal Market, and this is one of the oldest and largest public markets in all of the United States. They opened in 1893, and there's about 76 stores or merchants in there. So I've talked about Philadelphia cheesesteaks, but there's other Philadelphia food that just people go crazy for. So one is Philadelphia pretzels. So you can definitely get those at the Reading Terminal Market. You can get the cheesesteaks we've been talking about. But another Philly favorite is the roast pork sandwich. And there's a place in the market that received the best sandwich in the USA. And it's basically roast pork, provolone, and broccoli Rob. I tried it, and it was amazing. Maybe even too juicy. It drips everywhere. And you can get it at a place called D-Nicks. That's the name of the... Um, the restaurant within the terminal market. So finally, I'm going to mention one last place, and it is not even in Philadelphia, but I have to mention it because if you like gardens, Longwood Gardens is the highest rated garden in the whole United States, and it's 40 minutes south of Philadelphia. So if I'm not going to do this Uh, Justice by talking about it now, but I will do a full episode on Lombard Gardens, and it's absolutely gorgeous. So keep it on your radar if you happen to love that and you're anywhere near Philadelphia. So the last thing I want to touch on is sports. You can't talk about Philadelphia without talking about sports. Philadelphia is the city where they actually grease the light poles so fans don't climb up and hurt themselves. Um, We go from... Baseball, which are the Phillies, to basketball, the Seventy Sixers, and the world famous football team, the Eagles. Um, there are so many places that you can either go to watch the games, or you can go to a pub such as Chickie and Pete's, which is a famous place in Philadelphia. And there'll always be mob of fans if there's games playing. So I do want to mention one last thing that I just heard. It's kind of breaking news. That Philadelphia will be hosting six of the World Cup soccer games in 2026. The final game will actually be held right outside of New York in New Jersey. So, our area here in the Philadelphia area is going to be hopping in June and July of 2026. So, one thing I want to say is if you want to get to Philadelphia, you might want to do it before then because I'm sure the prices will be very high when we get to that point when the World Cup is coming our way. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Travels with Alicia. I hope you agree that Philadelphia is definitely worth getting to and visiting. Stay tuned for more episodes of Travels with Alicia.